0: Welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. I'm uh, I'm really happy to have Greg Brunson Pitts with me today. Greg is the uh, the CEO of the Advanced Aviation Team up in uh, the Fairfax, Virginia, Washington DC area. He's got an interesting background. He's the uh, the former uh, Director of Travel for the uh, for the White House. He's now uh, uh, Advanced Aviation is uh, 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 doing a lot of charter brokerage. Lots of good stuff happening. So, Greg, thanks for coming on
1: thanks Craig. Uh, excited to be here.
0: What's happening in DC How's business up there
1: uh business is solid um our our clients are are traveling and uh, uh in need of aircraft and uh we are uh, keeping them happy and keeping the aircraft moving
0: so who's who's calling you right now I mean as far as uh you know, talk about you, you're doing little jets you're doing big jets um, big, te- big 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 teams what's uh what's keeping you guys busy?
1: It's a little both. We do a lot of uh, heavy jets, super mid-sized jets. We do a decent amount also of what we say group group travel. So you know, seven thirty-sevens and what we say our airliner charters. We work a lot in the political um, sphere. So uh, political campaign season is is heating up. So we work a lot with political campaigns. Also uh, group travel, so um, music tours. Um, there's you know a lot of interest right now in, in music tours and in book tours and events. And so um, we work a lot in that space family office. So uh, we work with uh, you know a lot of family offices and getting them uh, where they need to be in a, a safe and secure manner. We work very closely, uh, high net worth individuals and uh, c- uh, companies as well. So that's just sort of an overview of, of our clients.
0: So how'd you get to, you You were at the White House for a couple of years.
1: Yes. How'd you end up, how'd you end up there? Talk about- Yeah, so um, I really stumbled into it. I really you know, didn't have a background in, in aviation. I volunteered uh, to drive in a presidential motorcade when I was uh, in, in college. I just, they were looking for volunteers and I raised my hand and they assigned me to a, a van at the very back of the motorcade uh, when President Bush was coming to my college town. In two thousand and one, <laughs> the fall of two thousand one. So I, I did that, and I exchanged business cards. I, I got a business card from one of the guys who was doing the advance, the advance work uh, for the for the trip, and he said, "Email me if you'd like to apply to be a White House intern." So, of course, I did that immediately following the the mm-hmm. trip. Uh, so I applied to be a White House intern. I was accepted, and I worked as a White House intern in the scheduling office okay Um, in the the winter of uh, 2002 which was a very interesting time as you can imagine right following 9-11 interesting time to be at the White House so I worked in the scheduling office following my White House internship I was asked to be a volunteer to do presidential advance which means that there's a group of people that goes out about a week ahead of the president for domestic Mm -hmm. trips and about two weeks for an international trip and Arranges all the logistics ahead of the uh, ahead of the president. So I did that, and then right when I graduated college, I was uh, offered a full time position for his campaign. So I worked on his campaign, and we won the campaign. That was offered a position at the White House and the White House Travel Office, uh, starting in two
0: thousand five. So, in the White House Travel Office, you basically booked airliners for the press. You were saying for the press corps, the Secret Service. Yes. Yeah. Um, so
1: in the in the travel office. Uh, we um, managed. We chartered and managed the aircraft that flies in tandem with Air Force One. Mm-hmm. Anytime the president would travel domestically or internationally, we were going out. We worked with a charter broker, similar to my company, Advanced Aviation Team. The broker would go to the market and get us options for tra- charter options for for the, the the White House press corps, Secret Service, and the staff to travel uh, with the president on a separate aircraft than Air Force One. We would arrange hotel rooms for overnight trips we managed all of the staff and press passports when they went overseas and the visas for countries that required them we would liaison with all the uh, government agencies so the state department um and all the requisite agencies anytime the president traveled and outside stakeholders too all the um, hotel brands like hilton marriott mm-hmm. hyatt anytime the president or first lady would stay in any of those properties we were the main liaison point for outside stakeholders for travel.
0: Gotcha. Now, for, does the press corps do you bill them back? Yeah. You know, so, if you're chartering a flight, yes. do they, they they get billed back for that seat, correct?
1: Yes, of course they do. And they're uh, they're all, of course, all disparate organizations uh, that pay separately. Uh, and so, the travel office acts as a clearinghouse, a billing clearinghouse for all of the organizations. And so, at that point, it was about a twenty million dollar a year budget. For charters, hotel rooms, for buses, uh, you know, other ground transportation.
0: That's a lot of moving parts.
1: It was a lot of moving parts to come together. It had to be done flawlessly and, and done well, and under pressure.
0: They, yeah, no doubt. Um, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for error there. Um, no, yeah, <laughs> really not. No, I'm sure there wasn't. So, let, so let's talk about. It. Let's shift gears a little bit. That's pretty cool. So, what did you learn about? You know, now you're working in the charter sphere. High net worth individuals, political campaigns, things of the sort. Lots going on, China, Ukraine, you know, the Middle East. What what should somebody be thinking about? You know, what kind of security issues do you think people need to be thinking about right now if sure. they're chartering a jet, you know, either in the United States or 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 you know, internationally?
1: Sure. I, I think the one of the biggest uh, pieces of advice is pre-planning. You know, before the president would travel anywhere and, and, and there was there was a group of people, a small group of people from the White House that would go even before the advance team would go. And we were called the site survey or the pre-advance. Advanced planning prior to a trip is is crucial to know, is there a visa requirement? What is necessary for uh, the aircraft, for the crew? What uh, in terms of customs and immigration are there any food restrictions? Um, so like all you know, but pre-planning is, is absolutely crucial. Uh, that, 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 that's so helpful making sure that you're out. Like I just mentioned outside stakeholders, having relationships with outside stakeholders can be so helpful, especially if you run into a log jam somewhere, or there's a problem, you can call on those relationships and those people for help, you know, having a, a relationship with a, a travel company, a charter broker, a hotel representative, a ground transportation company, and you can lean on those people and ensure that they have also uh, on the ground relationships in the, the country that you're going to. I think that is absolutely a crucial piece of advice.
0: Are you talking to people about like, you know, hey, you burner phones and you know, clean, clean laptops and things of the sort? Are you giving your you know, advisories as to like, hey, hacking is very prevalent? in certain areas or how to protect themselves, you know, electronically or their their businesses.
1: Yeah, I mean, technology's changed since I was at the White I mean, I left the White House in 2009. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that that was a while ago. But when, you know, when we would travel to 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 places like Russia or China or, you know, some other countries, we were asked we were instructed to take the battery out of a, it was a it was a BlackBerry at the time. I know it's not a thing anymore, but we were instructed to take our bla, our battery out of our BlackBerry and leave it on the plane. It's called opsec. O- operational security is important, and so if that is important to a company, to a CEO, there people should be monitoring that and you know taking a close look at it.
0: A little harder to do with the iPhone, but you know that's it's interesting. Sure. I think about China now. I'm like if I'm going to China, do I really want to take my take my laptop with me? That's right. Or, yeah, or my my iPhone. So uh, no, that's that's, right. that's 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 pretty interesting. So so you took the White House experience and all the logistics experience. Yeah, and then you moved it over to the civilian sector.
1: Yes. Yes, you know, and I, I think one of the, the most interesting things for me is, you know, I I sort of sat in the client seat before and relied on, you know, a charter broker for information and for you know to be my trusted aviation advisor, and so I, I take that experience now and hope to bring it to our clients. I think that's you know one of the biggest um, advantages of, of of being now a provider.
0: Yeah. So how many trips a year will you guys, you know, talk about, you know, typically uh, talk about your uh, your trips and how you've morphed from, you know, the White House and into, I mean, I know you've had a couple of, uh, you know, you had a couple of stepping stones to, to get to where you are now and, you know, talk about that along the way.
1: Sure. Uh, so when I left the White House, I worked briefly for a couple other charter brokers, but I knew I kind of always wanted to start my own business. I've worked briefly for the other charter brokers and then I started advanced aviation team really on my kitchen counter with, you know, a couple clients that I had and just kind of by myself, but it, it, it grew pretty quickly to a point where I needed to hire some other people. And so I, you know, hired some staff and, you know, I've, I've kind of kept the company fairly s- small. I mean, we, we move a lot of planes for being a boutique um, charter company, though. I think in terms of size, we are definitely considered a boutique company. However, we, we move a decent amount of aircraft.
0: What what was the biggest challenge you had getting started? Talk about, you know, the entrepreneurial side of the business. I mean, obviously I'm a small business owner too. So sure. Uh, talk about your challenges and you know, you've got some, uh, you've got some pretty hefty competition out there. How do you differentiate yourself?
1: I think the differentiation is that what I just mentioned is that I sat in a client seat, you know, I, I have the experience of being at the white house and, Working under that working under pressure and delivering under pressure, and so I think that's a bit of a differentiation. So there for some clients, there is an initial trust factor in that um, because mm-hmm. what we offer, what we're offering, is a product of high trust, right? We have to establish trust pretty quickly or people just really kind of don't want to work with you. and so
0: mm-hmm.
1: I strive to just hopefully establish trust pretty quickly. so I think I hope that's the different differentiator
0: there you go. So, and you say a lot of your it's big it's big groups, big tour groups, bands, political campaigns. Uh-huh. You know, how's all that? Yeah, you know, differentiate. Yeah, you know, how's all that work <clears throat> versus the yeah you know, the onesie twosie family office, high net worth individual. Yeah, of, and that's, you know, or CEO that's you know just trying to get from New York to California.
1: I think that's really where we excel. I think there are. You mentioned it. I mean, there's a lot of competition. There are tons of uh, options. There are a lot, a lot of charter companies that can that can pull off a, a Hawker eight hundred trip from New York to Palm Beach. However, there are, an airliner trip with two hundred people is complex, and um, there there's a there are a lot of things that go into it. And so, I think that's really where we excel and where our value add our value add comes to shine. Or a roadshow with. 10 stops and multi-legs and, and crew changes and um you know crew duty days and things where our advisory role really sh- uh shines through um and our experience really shines through something yeah. like a road show or a um an airliner trip.
0: So what's your favorite rock band that you've uh what's your favorite <laughs> rock band that you've worked with in the past?
1: Oh I don't know. Um I really try not to divulge our clients. Yeah. Um Without their permission, of course.
0: Yeah, no no big deal. Any good stories out there, though?
1: We've really come through. I mean, we get, you know, catering requests and stuff that are kind of oddball. The Biden campaign was our client in 2020. So, so from from really from beginning to end, we worked with them for Vice President Biden when he left mm-hmm. the White House from being vice president all the way through when he got elected and then flying him down to D.C. to be sworn in. So it was a really interesting bookend. In 2020, when we were their provider, obviously it was the height of COVID and they were very COVID cautious. And so we were, we had to, at their behest, um, COVID test all of the crews that were flying anyone on behalf of the campaign. And so we were not only managing the, the charter operations and the charter flights for all of the campaign, on top of it, we were m- managing COVID tests for all the crews. So it was just another layer of logistics on top of what we would normally do every day. And pulling that off was, we, well, I mean, we did it. So I'm just, I'm proud of us for doing that, but it just was really intense and insane. Was, so
0: I i got to think that's pretty chaotic working with a campaign like that. How do you, how do you get through it? I mean, how many people, yeah, like your staff, their staff. Yeah. What does all that, how does all that work?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of managed chaos to be honest. Um, but I mean, one of the important things is we had worked with them for a while. So there was an established trust there between us, which was great. I augment my staff during that time. So I added, I add a person whose responsibility is just catering, like Mm -hmm. just make sure the food is ordered and gets onto planes because people need to eat and they need to eat while they're flying. Um, So like add a person for that. I had a person whose responsibility was just COVID tests because again, it was Mm -hmm. so vital and um, a lot of work. Um, so I kind of augment my staff during that time, but the hours are very, very demanding. Did you have,
0: Did you have a person flying with the campaign? Or are you or Are you just meeting them at the stops? Okay.
1: Yeah. No. We had we put a person on the um, on the airliner with Biden during that time. Yeah.
0: That's pretty interesting. How did, I mean? Yeah. You know, was that just your White House connections? How did you end up connecting with? Uh, yeah. How did, how did you end up connecting with uh, the, the Biden campaign?
1: it's our reputation and Jonathan on our team had done several presidential campaigns before doing the airliner, Jonathan Tassler. I had, you know, my white house experience and I think it just all, you know, came together and, you know, they chose us. So um, it worked out well.
0: And that was a couple of years. You still, just, yeah, I mean, I, obviously now you would, you, you got some other campaigns, you, you know, kind of, kind of on the hook now. Is that, uh, is that part of the go forward, st- go forward strategy for for you guys?
1: We hope to, yeah,
0: where do you see the industry going? I mean, obviously every all the charter operators, a lot of them got overwhelmed post covid during covid, post covid and th- it seems like things are starting to flatten out now,
1: yeah, I think um, that's right. Where do you see it all going? I think that's right. i think I think what you said is was very accurate that things are starting to flatten out or even contract a little bit from even last year. Or even 2019 levels, I see things pulling back a little bit. My prediction is there will be. There's been a lot of consolidation, so operators, charter operators, consolidating, or like larger companies buying up smaller companies. I think that will continue to happen, in bro- in brokerages too. I think uh, maybe operators and brokerages will combine, and brokerages will combine with one another. So lots of market consolidation will continue to happen. But I think that there will be a bit of a contraction, just based on like. Uh, economic conditions and the banking crisis is playing into it a little bit. So I think there'll be a little bit of a slowdown.
0: How do you feel like, you know, quality, you know, what was your biggest concern when things were going crazy? What was your biggest concern? And then, you know, what's your biggest concern now that, you know, things are starting to shift a little bit, what, what keeps you, what keeps you awake?
1: Finding aircraft was one of my biggest concerns last year. And in the 20, 2021, 2022 Finding aircraft was one of the biggest challenges because there there were so many people that wanted to fly. Operators would buy up availability, and it was just it was it was a tough environment. However, relationships, as in so many industries, relationships in our industry are really key. So I think we invested and still invest a lot of time and effort into keeping our op relationships with operators at the forefront of what we do, we were able to get quotes and get aircraft availability for our, our clients. So, and we'll continue to do that.
0: Do you have a couple operators that you like to work with? You don't necessarily have to name them. Do you have a couple operators that you 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 know you've got great relationships with and there's a good credibility, you know, yes. back and forth there? Yes. They know yeah. they're going to get paid. And, you know, you know their jets Definitely. are good. What's yeah. the, you know, how are the, the quality of the jets that you're seeing out there in the industry now? Everybody's been saying that, They're having a hard time getting airplanes, which creates a different problem. Yeah, you never know what kind of what metal shows up on the ramp.
1: Sure, and how are
0: you guys uh, quality controlling all that?
1: We use Argus and Wyvern, however, that is not always that. That's not a stop there, right? I mean, so that's just a beginning. It's history with an operator, right? So it's you know, have they produced for us before? Are they producing for other brokers that we that we know well? So being part of our job is to be engaged with the industry and find out how an operator is doing. Have they followed through on what they say they're going to do? What do their aircraft look like? So we're, we're constantly doing investigations, right. And doing our homework on operators and aircraft and tail numbers and owners. And so just being engaged and engaged in the industry and finding out what's going on. So that, that's number two. So Argus Wyvern uh, being engaged in the industry Reputation of operators too, because they can kind of uh, operators like come and go quickly sometimes. Um, yeah,
0: well, that's that was a big thing. I mean, I was getting calls from operators, and you know, you're talking, who are you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was a little scary for a while. You know, I've got ten. Yeah. I'm just some guy who owns ten jets. Okay, that to me was a little bit scary. And then yeah. I, yeah, you start to see a lot of the the illegal charter stuff as well. Of course, which is bothersome. So I'm actually kind of yes. happy to see that you know things are starting to throttle back a little bit. Uh, yeah maybe from a quality standpoint
1: of course yeah that illegal the illegal charter stuff was definitely on our radar and i sit on a committee with the NATA the national air transportation association um a committee for for bro- air charter brokers illegal charter stuff is a big um uh, point for NATA and they're they're working with the FAA to try to combat it although the FAA has a lot on their plate to say the least but gray charter and illegal charter is a big uh, is a big issue so
0: you know, what's the biggest concern for your clients when I mean, when they're calling you up what are they most concerned about right now obviously a couple of years ago it was is the crew covid tested that's that's shifted a little bit so what's uh sure. what's bothering them now
1: yeah it kind of went from um you know covid as an issue then aircraft availability now it's kind of going a little bit more toward being a little bit more selective right mm-hmm. because options are a, a, a bit more plentiful now so you know clients can be more selective on you know what's available from before it was okay here's the one option i have with a covid tested crew now it's i have these four or five options and let's go through them and be a little bit more picky and then we can talk about price a little bit more where as before we really couldn't
0: i got you i mean a, lot, you know, a couple of years ago i remember being a corporate jet investor and a couple of people were coming up and like hey we got this app and it's like pick a jet just do it all by yeah. Do it all by app. I think that was a great theory. Sure. How's, how's technology versus? I, I think most most people that are going to spend you know fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars on a on a business jet want more of a personal touch versus put doing sure. it by app. What do you you know? Sure. How's all that? How's all that coming around?
1: I think that's right. I think it's. Uh, I think it works well to to intake someone as a potential sales lead. I hope that there will always need to be. A person, a customer service person, involved in this process because it is a product of high touch and a product of trust. Unless the flyer just doesn't really care about that, I can't imagine that. I just, I can't imagine that. Our clients don't come to us for that. Um, Our clients come to us for an experience, not just a plane uh, and a crew. So they they come to us for an experience.
0: How many of your clients are doing one a year versus ten a year? I mean, you know, what's what's you know, people flying once. When they fly five times. Is it something that's pretty routine?
1: Yeah, it's it's something that's routine. We don't have many clients that come to us for for a one a one off. We have, I will say, we have a couple clients that they have a one time a year trip. They go to Florida one time a year, but in in you know five years in a row or something. But we don't have many clients that do that. I mean, really, we have mostly like repeat flyers that come back to us. Advanced Aviation Team does not have a jet card, or a membership, or there's no entry fee or or pre funded Mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. Somebody wants that I will come up with a customized plan for them. But all of our clients, you know, come back to us and keep us on our toes. And hopefully we keep them happy. And that is why they continue to sign another contract and return to us again and again.
0: What about these big monster brokers? I mean they they kind of came and went too. Is that the case? Sure. I mean you know I mean obviously, you've got the sentient Jets of the world and the bigger the sure. big guys out there. you know what's the are the clients looking for them and the cards? Or are they looking for more of the the personal hey look i'm I'm happy going small as long as the the quality's
1: good? I think different models work for different people, right? I think some clients want a big brand and they like a brand and they want the, you know they want to be affiliated with that other clients really want to be support us support a small company and know that they can text me and know my kid's names and I think it's just I think just different models work for different people and they know that I'm the owner of the company and I if something goes wrong they come directly to the owner of the company and I can solve it what we are delivering to them is something that is you know travel makes me nervous and I fly on mm-hmm. American Airlines you know I and, you know, I fly all the time and I fly with my two kids. And, you know, before I get on the plane, I have a million things yeah. to about and my ticket costs 400 bucks. And so our clients are spending a lot of money. And so yeah. they know that we are handling their travel for them. And if something goes wrong, we're going to fix it.
0: Is it mostly business? Is it mostly business now or is it more pleasure or what uh, or is it 50 50?
1: It's, it's a little bit of it's, it. Yeah, I would. That's a good breakdown. It's probably about 50 50. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, business travel. And then, you know, sometimes people will add like a personal trip on, you know, onto their business trip. But yeah, that's a good breakdown.
0: What's the uh, what's the aircraft of choice people are looking at asking you for?
1: I mean, we do a lot of Gulfstream trips. Yeah, we do a lot of Gulfstream trips challenger 350 we do a lot of heavy jet on an ultra long range trips as opposed to light jet mid-size
0: yeah i got you now how many people on your staff
1: five total including i mean i i work full-time so i'm heavily engaged so there's five of us and then we have a a couple outside folks who who help bring in new clients
0: that's awesome you bullish on the industry you bullish on things moving forward
1: i really am yes i really am i don't think all of the interest in our industry from covid post covid has has gone away i think that interest is still there i think the uh, you know interest in, in, in private aviation generally going forward is is still there and i'm i'm definitely bullish on our industry so
0: yeah i am too i uh, i think the best is yet to come i don't know what the, what a lot of people say so how do people get a hold of you
1: at advancedaviationteam.com or charter at ADAV, that's Alpha Delta Alpha Victor, team.com. Or Greg with two Gs, G R E G G, at adaptteam.com
0: Very cool. Hey, Greg, thanks for coming on today. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthstarESG.com, or check us out at www.northstarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pickett.